Uh, did you listen last week, Ashley? I didn't. So we got a couple new things in the studio. Okay. Uh, I don't even remember what they are, so let's find <laughs> out together. Ready? Okay. I think this is our normal intro. This is the normal. Ah! I know. Oh, shit, yeah, so it goes from good, good to worse. <laughs> it's going down. You got that guy. Uh-huh. This new. And then we have this guy. Well, that's, oh, old. that's old. That's all that's old we've had that. I think we saw the crickets. Uh-huh. We got this guy. This is new. Thomas oh, oh, Matthew. No, That's all. That. We got yeah, that one. Got, yeah. yeah. That's you. And then we got the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh my God! It's three sixteen. You get. Oh, and then you just punch it and punch it. Stone Cold Steve Austin. That one I don't like. I was like, I don't know what we're gonna use it for, but yeah. It's just another thing. We're trying to dig up some good sounds. <laughs> yeah, there's a luck. bunch of uh, audio files you can just like download off the internet. And we were like looking through them <laughs> for like 20 minutes or something. Yeah. <laughs> so it was silly. So Ashley, you haven't seen me and Thomas's video yet. I have not. I haven't Tom- seen it either. Thomas did um, tell me about it um, when y'all recorded some stuff. I guess I don't know how long ago it was. A week, like two weeks last ago. Last weekend? Something. Yeah. So here, here it is. I'll play it for you. Oh, I get to hear, I get to see it now? Yeah. World <laughs> world premiere. World, world premiere. Premiere. Yeah, on tonight's episode of the Moped Monday podcast, we premiere <laughs> the Jason and Thomas show. Another shitty video. Moped us. repair the right way. Oh, yeah. I got I downloaded photos. Oh, finally. there's fire. So, yeah. <laughs> you haven't posted this, have you? Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a shit show. <laughs> so, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Welcome to the 26th day of this month. <laughs> Not the 27th. Almost, though. We're getting there. Did you hear that little noise? That Whoa. was my whistle. Dang. <laughs> so Ashley's in the house, and you know, we talked about how she can't whistle. She, she's getting pretty good. Listen, listen. Go I ahead. Right into the I'm microphone. Trying. Just into the mic. No. Cool. Show us what you got. I can't whistle. You got it. I do not have it. Nothing. No sound comes out. <laughs> I heard it. I swear. She only whistles when she sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> no, no sounds coming out. Can't whistle. Dang. I don't dry. snap either. Yeah, I heard about that. Let me hear a good snap. Let me hear an attempt. Ooh, that's pretty shitty. Yeah, I can't snap. <laughs> Why not? I don't know how. I think this is not hard enough. I don't know. They're like rubbing, but they're not like. Got maybe, one. maybe my Ooh. hands are too um, clammy. Why you got clammy hands? I always have clammy hands. That's all right. Uh, but I snap with these fingers versus what, like these fingers or something? Yeah, because that but one's too far away. It's a hard look, stretch. There's less noise coming from these fingers. You get too many fingers to all. You just need to. If, if two. I do, 
these fingers. Okay. Yeah, you're just bad at it. I yeah, I can't. The other thing snap. is, you only need one I finger because this is the finger that makes all the noise. It's this finger. And That's what she said. There's a third thing that I can't do either that a lot of people can do. Blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> Anal. <laughs> I got you, Ashley. Don't worry about it. Thomas? (laughs) (laughs) When Ashley's too busy laughing, I hold her down. Oh, man. She's red over here. It's hot in here. It is warm in the room today. We had the heat on earlier today. Why? It was chilly today. You know? Dude, so this is episode 79 of Moped Monday Podcast. Yeah. We're still it's been a here. good week for mopeds. We're still kicking. Um, Social distance riding. You were you rode this week? Mm-hmm. I didn't do any riding this week. How'd the ride go? I drug uh, some newbies through some places I wouldn't normally drag newbies through, and it was funny. <laughs> nice. Or like in the woods or some shit. Yeah, a little bit. Took them through the <laughs> Bryan Park stroll and through the train yard route. Oh yeah, the trespassing yeah. train yard route. Trespassing train yard route, and, <laughs> and like uh, one of the girls' son, his, his I can't Jessica's, Jessica's son. yeah Jessica's son was out there. And he okay. seems like he's a pretty cool dude, and his bike wasn't quite dialed in. And, on that Tomos? yeah, it kept sort of breaking down. I was like, this is perfect. He's gonna break down the train yard. <laughs> <laughs> did Doug ever get his? Um, did Doug ever help her get her Hobbit going again? I don't ask because I don't care. Okay, that's <laughs> I don't know. I figured maybe that's what she was riding. No, she didn't. Uh, she rode. I loaned her Ashley's bike, which was okay. also a real pain in the ass that night because, like, a wire fell off of it, and the spark plug boot got wet, and it doesn't have the right gaskets on the spark plug boot, so the water like was leaking spark everywhere. So it's being a moped. Yeah, it's being a moped. <laughs> Wait, my bike didn't run right the last time I rode it. I can't believe you loaned it out. <laughs> It was real shitty the last two times I rode it. And then, like, she broke down on the way back because I was like, all right, bike's running. Bye. See? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, on the Gila, and that thing rips, man. You hit her with the hell Satan, huh? Yeah, I was like, see you fuckers later. And then, so she's with uh, uh, Eric and uh, somebody else. I don't know who else was there. I can't remember. But anyway, like, she broke down, and then I'm like, man, it's been a while. Like, I text, you know, send a message or whatever, no response. And then finally, those two show up. I'm like, yo, where the fuck is Jessica? And like, oh, she's walking. Like, what? Why didn't y'all push her back? What is wrong with you, Nancy bastards? You know? No, I was like, all right. They're walking. like, well, I guess we could go get her. It's only like 10 blocks or whatever. Dang. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I rode that bike yesterday. Distractions got. No. Yeah, so I'll go back. I go back and switch her off and give her the gila and get in. Because Ashley's bike likes me. Like, even if it runs like shit, it will not leave me stranded. And I think mostly it doesn't leave her stranded either. But No, so like, I know how to run I it. I took the spark plug boot off and shook it and, like, poured some gas on it and like, got it kind of fired up. But it still ran shitty and made it all the way back. And then almost all the way back and it broke down again. And I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, yeah, the fucking ignition wire is, like, just looking at the place it needs to be. <laughs> It's yeah. almost there. It's just like barely. It's just looking at it, you know? That'll do it. So I, like, shoved that fucker back in there and it fired up. And I was like, all right, well, that's dumb, mm-hmm. you know? I hate when silly stuff like that happens. Yeah, but it was fun, dude. I truck them all over the place and like rip it and uh, brapping. <laughs> I, <love> brapping. <laughs> I turned turn my choke on when uh, the new guy was behind me and uh, on the gilly kicks, the pipe shoots way up in the air and so him out. Dude, <laughs> 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 oh, it's so annoying. I hate Roll, rolling coal. I hate it when when I have somebody that's me in front of me. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> 
funny. Uh, that was uh, the greatest I don't thing know ever. If we talked about it. Towards the end of the last episode, Thomas was texting with a guy who like broke down on a moped that we had just sold him. And what did, what happened? He rode like he just <laughs> got the bike and he took it like miles and miles away to a Walmart. And buy the Walmart's helmet. not that far away. And he went for a good reason. He was going to go yeah. buy a helmet, you know. But he bought a Thomas. The Thomas is look a ninety four. You know, I didn't really do anything to it. I bought it cheap enough, you know, what, 225 bucks after driving it to get it. And I'm like 300 bucks in it. You mm-hmm. know, you put a few parts on it. I paid you for those parts yeah, and then sold cable, it for 500 filter. bucks. It was riding around. It was a good bike. So I'm like 500 bucks on this bike and I sold it for 500 bucks. Got him on a bike. Calls me, drives it to Walmart. I mean, it's old seals. I don't not expect them to blow, but I was just hoping it would last, you know, like a week warranty. Like, oh, I don't know what you did to it in a week. Fuck off. You know, but... Next day, like, what do you do? You know, like, all right, I'll try and fix it. Let me check it out. And I go, like, try to fuck with it, rejet it, and, like, figure it out. And pop crank seals in it. It still acts like a dick, man. The whole fucking thing is just, like, frustrating me. And we spent some time on it, Brad and I. So then I was like, hey, dude, this thing's not working out. I'm going to give you 500 bucks back and just instantly PayPal. And be like, oh, man, that's cool. Like, <laughs> oh, I got to eat the fee. I was like, yeah, motherfucker, I ate the fee when you paid me. <laughs> you know, he, friend, like, he didn't friends and family you no because <laughs> it's a credit card i ran oh. his credit card and i have to eat the whatever 30 percent fee you know yeah and he was pissed about that got kind of shitty about it you know but that, oh on the way to walmart dude he borrowed jason's helmet because he didn't have a helmet to ride home so he was using jason's helmet and apparently he took the helmet and i guess after he broke down the reason he broke down he tried to pedal start it and ripped every fucking wire out of the bike known to man so nothing was connected then he's like kept trying to pedal it and then he had the helmet on the handlebars or something. It looks like he soccer kicked it down the road. And it is like completely engulfed in like scratches and scrapes. I want to see it. <laughs> I should have brought it with me. My I beloved uh, Simpson knockoff with uh, black black stickers. Yeah. I it's probably not that. as bad as I'm describing. When I saw it at first, I'm just like, oh, in the fuck? <laughs> this isn't like one drop. This thing was black. I don't know what happened. Yeah. It's like this is a borrowed helmet. Like, <laughs> take care of it. Long story long, I ended up buying the bike back from him. Next day, I'm like, well, if I got to sell it, it's got to run, right? So I'll put a kit and a Fuego pipe on it and see what happens. You know, nothing else needs to work. Getting the cylinder off that rusted Thomas, like it had like a head gasket gap in it. Somebody had been in there dicking around at one time or another. Dude, the cylinder studs had rusted so much that you had like a corrosion buildup and it like rust welded itself to the cylinder. Mm. And Brad and I fucking like pry bars, heat, <laughs> uh, PB blaster. And you know, people out there listening, they've had this same experience where they've like, dude, it's so easy. It just comes right off. And then they get that one asshole. They it, fight it. We spent like an hour fucking wrestling this thing, beat every goddamn <laughs> fin off the stock cylinder. And like, you look at it, it's like, man, this thing looks good on the inside, you know? Like, nothing wrong with it. To use a word from our friends in, um, in the motorcycle podcast, Nartalk, uh, you, had to, you had to skank wrangle it. Ooh, yeah, dude. <laughs> we, were, we were like, wrangle it? And I'm like, I'm going to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> you know, we got to figure this out. Like, I don't know what's happening here. Let's give it some time. Let's More spray, more heat. Let's give it some time. So, put a kit on it. Got it tuned up. Took it back to him. Turns out it still ran like shit because I got cold the next morning. He's like, I can't really get it to run all that good. I'm like, fuck, man. And I talked to Brad. And choked it and then fired up. All that stuff is fine. Uh, Brad, when he was, you know, he was like, oh, we're going to put the bigger jet back in the carburetor because we changed jets, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was like a 68 should have gone in there. And he put the old 
56 jet back in there with Ooh. 70 kit. And I was like, uh, so I'm like, bring some jets over. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's a little lean, you know, like, but it was like warm when I dropped it off, like nice and warm. So it ran pretty good, you know, and I thought it was a little lean, but then the next morning when he went to go ride, it was like cold as shit and it wouldn't run at all. So I went over there, rejetted it, fired up. And he was like, this is a completely different animal. He's like, it's going to do wheelies on me. This is crazy. He's so happy, <laughs> man. He was so, so fucking pumped. Hell Sold yeah. it back to him for 700 bucks. So like, I didn't, still didn't make any money on it, but I got out of the bike. I sold a few parts and you know, it was good. And now he's down the road and it could be someone who sticks around. Never and know. I got a $700 and it's been a couple of days and he hadn't called me. So guess what? Tell him warranty's <laughs> out, motherfucker. <laughs> and then tell you just like spend that money on some other uh, moped project or something. Oh, I spent it. <laughs> I done spent it. Get it? Seen it? Spent on action? Yeah, gave it. you the look. <laughs> no, I, I remember the third thing that I can't do. I can't wink. Oh, yeah. No snapping. <laughs> She's definitely a bad winker. No snapping, no whistling, no winking. Mm-hmm. Ashley's dull as hell. <laughs> I just am terrible at those things. Can you wink your butthole? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who can wink? A- what does that even look like? You ever seen a pink sock? You know no. Pink- ah! You know what a pink sock is? No! <laughs> No. Don't worry about it. No, really? <laughs> the only thing I can think of right now when you say a pink sock is a prolapsed uterus. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> that's what I figure. <laughs> I don't know if that's right, but that's what I'm thinking. Well, no, it's definitely not right. <laughs> but you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> what? Definitely wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's wrong on so many levels. <laughs> Dude. This is a dumb night. That's how you gotta be sometimes. So I just gotta have a little fun in the podcast land. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really play mopeds this week, man. I started that new job. And... What's your new job? I don't know about oh, this. Oh, yeah. So... He's a nurse. I just thought your trucking job was being extra careful. I was like, that's weird. What's no, job? I was doing the trucking thing at night. And yeah. that's, I've been doing that. That's been fine, holding me down. And then I sold a couple of mopeds and was doing repair work. And I was kind of taking care of things for a little bit. But... I still didn't get any unemployment, and I still didn't get a hold of anyone in the office, and I was starting to get, you know, a little paranoid and anxiety about, like, when or why or how my job would come back or if it, you know, this and that, and, like, if I was going to have money, if I was ever going to get the unemployment, and I was like, I can't just wait around, but I was, like, content to, like, wait for, like, another two months. I was like, I got enough money to make it two months. Yeah. And then my neighbor that lives behind me, I talked about it last week, so anyone who's hearing it again, sorry. Um, anyone, my neighbor lives behind us, or the lady who owns the building, mm-hmm. she knew that I was out of work, and she just saw me working on mopeds before, and I talked about what I do, and, like, she used to work for an ad agency that dealt with a lot of printing and stuff. Okay. And so she found out about a place that was hiring and came and knocked on the door and told me. That's cool. So, Isn't that fucking networking sick? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sick. Neighborhood networking is, yeah. the, is the tip. Yeah. So I just like went over there like an hour later and talked to some people, got a phone number of the owner, called him up on the, or texted him, and he gave me a job. What are you doing? Screen printing. Another, just no screen oh, shop. <laughs> yeah, nice. but they're just, uh, they're just fucking slammed. They're like, they're open. And, oh, dude, and they're doing slammed. Shit. They're doing so much business. Like all the stuff they're doing is like, Direct the mail stuff is all fulfillment. So if you like have Bonfire, one of those white web websites like uh, customcheese.com or some shit to do your shirt oh. design, 
and it get and like you go through them and you never see the shirts you know you're selling shirts but you never see them yeah like, it's like that's what they do they print for all these different companies and that's a, that's a lot of the new business models yeah they yeah. print for all these different companies and they direct mail to people's houses okay and like it's expensive like compared to like just buying the shirts outright like you're paying a lot more but the With convenience the hassle. and yeah. you don't have to carry you don't have to carry inventory and stuff like that well, you're selling convenient. them direct to customers yeah. instead of like you have an order you're filling versus but they're yeah. not selling direct to the customer the person Ooh, so like if i had a website well, that's what yeah. i mean yeah. like when you're at at your old job you someone yeah. would buy it and then they'd have to sell it mm-hmm. at this place they've already probably sold the shirt yeah they're already sold they get yeah. like they get like batches and like yeah. they're doing so much corona stuff right now like i was doing surviving not thriving shirts <laughs> like uh, like Chive on 2019 social Rona distancing. If you if you're if you're standing to this, if you read this, you're standing too close. <laughs> like I was pretty sure like that like all week long. Any Tiger King shirts yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, no Tiger. King. You should make some new ones, Liger King. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the place cool. is well, it's fun. The place is cool. Like uh, I worked a bunch. I think between that and my night job, I probably worked 65 hours this week. So I'm like back on the grind. And the first couple days were fucking (laughs) horrible. I was so, like, beat down. But I think I worked six or five hours this week. (laughs) You're like, ah, this is not working out. Not my... Well, I took off early on Friday. But I get 35 hours a week. Yeah. Worked my second job for one hour this week. You got them caught up too quick, man. Actually banged out all their shit and there's nothing left. I should have worked slower. (laughs) 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 About that, I get paid good money to do bullshit work. So um, I feel bad, like, taking their money. I have a weird work ethic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got to work, dude. You got to mix it. Working slowly makes work go by slower, too, so... And I don't want to have a second job. I just took it because I'm a little bored. So their yeah. job that I do for them is boring as shit. So um, I got my little mini Vespa tuned up. Uh, oh, the yeah. Pack 2, little rejet. Got it out of the barn, cleaned the carburetor, spruced it up, pumped the tires up so it doesn't like try to kill me. That's a cool and bike. I topped it out today. Ooh, how much? It was, 25. I didn't measure it, but it was like wide open throttle as much as it had. And it felt way too fast. Yeah, for a pack two. That thing's tiny, dude. That's like one of those little clown 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 bikes. Yeah, every time you ride it, you're like, you can't ride it this fast. It's too fast. Uh, I did like (laughs) your picture you sent me of the Tomos with the TX wheels. Yes. The Tomos step through sprint or some shit. So I'm working on that. You know, I had this kit in my garage that I couldn't sell. It's an original uh, Metro kit, like OG old school Metro 60 kit. And so I went to the store. I bought, you never seen the. it's like Felpro gasket sets. They got it at like AutoZone or Lowe's. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't know and you need to realign your Tomos clutches, go to AutoZone. It's not on the shelf. It's in the back. It, it, they won't tell you about it. You got to ask for it. And it comes with like four pieces. It's like two different thicknesses of cork, one thin, one thick. And I usually tend to use the thick stuff and just get an 80 grit sandpaper and sand it down until it fits in the clutch bell good for Tomos clutches. But it's the perfect material. Slice it, roll it on, glue it. Great. But anyway... It had uh, one blue thick gasket and two gray thicker gaskets, and I like spray adhesed them together mm-hmm. and made one giant. Because you have to like the those kits need to be spaced out. Yeah, and I'm not buying the spacer from Space or whatever the fuck it is. I don't have time for that. I'm just putting together a bullshit bike. Yeah, and uh, so I made it, dremeled it all out, put it on the bike, 
this junk bike I bought for a hundred dollars, like garbage, <laughs> fucking looked like it was in a pond, like all the seals were blown oh, out of it. That one? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get a lake bike. So uh, there's actually a build on the pit army right now, or someone's calling calling the building Excalibur because they unburied it from the ground. Yeah. yeah. Trash, man. I showed up in like this like crazy, like super poor looking apartment complex, like People just hanging out, you know, look nice people. I mean, I talked to everybody, hung out for a few minutes and bullshit with everybody. And I was like, man, you guys look like your guys are not up to any good around here. But bought the bike and I, you know, I didn't ask any questions, you know, because I don't think they knew anything about it. It looks like they literally found it yeah. and like just tried to flip it, make a quick buck. So that's fine. But the TX wheel like went right on. TX field wheel goes right on a 855 swing arm. No problem. So And it's super goofy looking. Oh, man, I've got the matching set. I can't. But first... But first, <laughs> so I'm going to have to sell those wheels to make the bike cheaper. But first, before I do that, I'm trying to, Justin, I'm coming for you. I'm trying to build this bike as cheap as possible, <laughs> as fast as possible, just to bust Justin's ass on it, on like a piece of shit trash bike with cobbled together parts. With baby wheels. <laughs> no, no, you can't do it with the baby wheels. It won't go fast enough, probably. It'd be funny if it did. <laughs> yeah, it would be funnier if it did. Yeah. Oh, so I already like re-geared it and did some other shit. You know, some like found all my used Thomas parts and like put everything together and made it work. And Hell you yeah. can just take your foot and kick it over and it starts. Nice. Yeah, it's sick. I like a bike like that. Um, as far as mopeds for me, uh, I didn't really do a lot this week, but I did get some stuff set up and I did do some uh, community, uh, you know, support, I guess you could say. I got a couple of calls from guys looking to about, you know, hobbit questions like, oh, dude, like, what do you know about this? And I like, Video chatted a dude through some wiring in Kentucky. Yeah. And uh, I got my hobbit to spark and it fired. Yep. Hit Tom, helped Thomas with some wiring. <laughs> yeah. I fucking sent like a uh, old, old, old brat man, mad man out there. Like a uh, mad flapper. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I sent him a bunch of like uh, deets about like my like cheap hobbit. Uh, did we get any- hobbit set up, you know, that I would recommend. Did we get any negative comments about his wife? <laughs> No, 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 no. We're good. What? He didn't say anything. Don't worry about that, actually. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Oh, my. Uh, no, it was good. We, it wasn't, we didn't say anything negative. It was just funny. and Yeah. It, just, it was uh, quick. Definitely was inappropriate, but you you would have loved it, Ashley. I'm sure you would. Y'all tell me, y'all tell me later. <laughs> and um, I secured, like, a, a motor build for a guy. Someone's going to send me a uh, pook motor. I mean, that hookah, uh, send me a hobbit motor. I'm going to build that up for them and ship it back. So, oh, I forgot to call a guy back. He was like, I need a kit. Like, I'm, I'm going to drive it to you from, a- he's in Ashland. It's like, I'm going to drive it to you. It only does 15 miles an hour. I got to get a carburetor on it so I can drive it back. I'm like, call me back, man. I'm ready to spend some money on this thing. But right now, my car is broke. I got to get the worst. So I need this thing to work. So, I'm like, I'm going to drive it to you. We'll fix it. No, so that way I can- I'm like, you're fucking crazy, dude. Mm. This thing needs a rebuild. You're an idiot. <laughs> Look, I don't mind spending money, man. I'm sort of blast, but right now I just need to be reliable. Call me back, man. It's a moped. I'm sorry. Uh, it can be reliable to a point, but you're still gonna need to understand how to work on it to keep it on the road. It's like, can you get it to me? It's like, yeah, it'll take me three and a half hours. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you serious? By car, it takes Uh, half hour. (laughs) That's funny. Um, I also picked up a shitty, shitty Magnum with a tank all dented in, the seat riding away. And I'm like doing some weird deal. Like someone wants me to ship them like parts off of it, and I get to keep the rest. And it's like, you know, when you get yourself into a situation, a hole, because you want to be helpful, and you think it might be like <laughs> worth it. And then halfway, not even halfway through, just like in the very beginning if, stages, you're just like, Ugh. 
This is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's, it's the age old saying: if you give a crackhead an inch, they sleep on your couch. All of a sudden, it's squatters' rights. <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna go to our call. <laughs> oh, I didn't get to talk about my. I rode a oh. dirt bike yesterday. Whoa! One lap around the yard. <laughs> was it good? That was good. How'd it feel? That was nice. Yamaha Zero better than the two hundred. No. I mean, no? it was fine. I was. Oh, that bike. So, Girl Chris hasn't ridden her uh, motorcycle in a very long time. And so, we ha- Thomas bought a dirt bike. So, she was having clutch issues, like trying to get it going, mm-hmm. clutch gas. And so, I was like, let me get on it. Let me see. And flip flops. I, I wasn't expecting to ride dirt bikes. So I, just, <laughs> I just had flip flops on. I wasn't at my house. So I got on it just to see what it felt like, get a feel for if it was funky or not. And so I just did a lap around the yard and I was like, it's fine. And so then I was able to coach her with Thomas on actually remembering how to clutch and gas and whatever. So, and she bought it today. Nice. 92 Suro, which stands for goat. Easy bike to learn on? Yeah. Yeah. Real easy. It's little. Because her other bike's like a... Uh, triple or it's a two-stroke like rd based bike you know mm-hmm. like two the electric strokes. start kind of is okay on those old bikes you know so it's kickstart so like if you're learning and you like dump the clutch you're like fuck now i gotta kick this thing over my kids <laughs> and get launched over the you know yeah so it's not exactly an ideal bike to learn on so this thing's gonna be way better it's no. the right height it's you know it's perfect Two-stroke cool. motorcycles are not good to learn. And I paid on. next to nothing for it. So, like, I paid moped money for an enduro that you can ride on the highway. Six gears, two hundred twenty-five cc, titled. All the turn signals work. It fired right up. Came with some spare parts. Yeah. It does need a little bit of work here and there, like just some maintenance upgrades, you know, like so, the rubber boot for the car is shit. Yeah, more gears than a fucking DRZ. Yeah, more gears than a DRZ, and uh, I bought it for seven forty and sold it to them for a grand. That's not bad. Yeah. So, a bike. win-win for yeah. everybody. They got a good cheap bike. They didn't have to go pick it up and fuck with it and hunt for it. Mm-hmm. It was just there. It just showed up in their doorstep. And then, <laughs> Literally sitting in the backyard. And I, yeah. and it's stored I, in their garage. And all I did was move a motorcycle from A to B and I made 200 bucks. Yeah. You know, so. Hey, man. Deals are out there to be made. Y'all yeah. bought another motorcycle. I saw that. 92 or 94 Seca 600 for 400 bucks. I rolled it over the garage, put the jump start on it and fired it up. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Seriously? <laughs> Four hundred dollars. Yeah, winning. I turned down a KTM eighty five that was all like taken apart, and I was like, I really just wanted the swing arm. Yeah, and the <laughs> shock for my for my movie build. I meant for my my poop cross build. Cross bike. But uh, that builds a slow dream uh, until I find <laughs> the right parts. <laughs> I know. Well, I was telling you, I got removed from that chat. I like hit the guy up about that KX eighty five or whatever it was. I don't remember exactly the bike, but I'm like, yo, you know, like it's a parts bike. Locked up, nothing's on it. Basically, it's just a frame with a decent looking front end, and who knows how good that is. Yeah. And a rear swing arm with disc brakes and a wheel and everything. And I'm like, he's asking two hundred dollars, right? To like, so that's not a bad price already. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I still don't want to fucking pay it. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to spend money on something that's in pieces. And you see that it's in pieces. Not like, only that, but when you know you're not even ready for it yet. Yeah. Like, you're just going to put it in the barn for two oh, years yeah. until you get around to that thing. You're project, just pre-planning yeah. your junk pile for potentially a project that might happen. And yeah. so I'm like, 100 bucks. And he's like, remove from the chat. I'm like, fuck you, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> and then it's still up for sale. Nobody's bought it yet. And then that's how it goes, man. They don't sell it. Or they do. I always try to think that they won't sell it. And then 
they disappear like a day later and I'm pissed. <laughs> I was on my way to go buy a new motorcycle, basically. I didn't tell Ashley that. She's like, what are you going to do? Look at him. I was like, I just want to look at him. Nothing. Just he wants to look at I was just going to fucking bike. buy it. I don't give a shit. I was going to go look at a bike he told me so that he knew the use, what the used bikes were like that he was going to buy. But I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe you. I was no, I 75% I was like, ready just to go buy a new one. But I still like that is true though. You like you don't I, know what they look like in the used market unless you go to you know like to the store and look at them new sometimes to see what the size is. So like you're looking at a DRZ 110, the picture is up close. It looks a little bit bigger than it is in real life, and then you go to the store. It's a good idea to go check them out. You know. Thank God his brother called him and needed help with some brakes. Yeah, my brother called me. Look, I need help with my brakes. Because like, <laughs> he would have been in some trouble if he came home with a brand new bike. I was going to take the uh, the Honda no, Element. That was my brand new bike. He was holding it for me. Look, that's a wink, Ashley. That's a wink. <laughs> I was going to go buy a, K- a KLX 140 or a DRZ 125. And just to be clear, on the normal, I don't care what he does with his money. However, we're in the process of closing on a house. And I need him to keep as much money as he can. It's just a house. It's no big deal. I need a $5,000 fence. No, it's just I've a moped. plumbing work or that needs to be done. We got a pool that we have to put in. I'm not just talking about, man. It's just a motorcycle. It's not that expensive. How much does it cost? It won't. won't 6000 It won't put a wrench no in No way. How much? Twenty-five. That's still $2,500. Not out of my pocket. <laughs> and, of course, I <laughs> bet that's a lie because it's like advertising prices are, you know. Yeah. Title text tags. Who are we calling today? Anybody good? Uh, let's make the call. We're calling Sparks. Uh, that's our friend from right, Baltimore. I'm out. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Becky? Yeah. We're with the good hair? With the new names, you know? Internet names. Yeah. Hey, hello, hello. What's Sorry happening? Sorry that we've kept you waiting all around forever. But <laughs> moped it's time all good. is fucking it's real. It's not like anybody is. <laughs> Nobody has anything to do nowadays, so. Yeah. Hey, how are you? Yeah. Oh my god, I've missed you so much, guys. <laughs> Ashley's in the so house. Good to hear you. Thomas is here. Your adventures. Yeah, we are <laughs> deep in the studio. Internet phenomenon. <sighs> I, so, I feel like I've just been like totally cock blocked by this whole thing. Like I got myself all amped up to come and see you guys to ride and chatter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were riding chatter last year too. So it'd have been like back to back years. This is the first time I met her was a right? ride and chatter. Yeah. That was my first rally ever, yeah. Damn, oh my God. first rally I was riding chatter. <laughs> I'll never forget it. <laughs> I'll never forget it when the first time I met her. I'm like looking at her and her current boyfriend like arguing over there. I'm just like, man, I don't want nothing to do with that relationship. <laughs> that whole thing is fucked up. Like, I don't know who's, who's I the bigger I am grateful crack. for that for getting me into mopeds, but outside of that, let's forget it happened. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, I'm not really sure who's the, who's the bigger crybaby here, so I'm staying out of it. <laughs> But you're like, you know, uh, you were, well, yeah, well, both. I was like you, 18 at the time. I know, so. you were just into it, you, you know, different city, different place, you know, and we got to know I you. I had also just come off a 10-hour shift at work, and then we drove like four hours down there. I was delusional. I and know. I just remember like getting there, and there were dogs, and I was very happy with that. And then Thomas <laughs> was like, would you like to meet the pig? And I was like, fucking shit. And then I walked around the house and showed her my mom. No. <laughs> <laughs> You. And then he asked me to feed her a snickerdoodle, and I'm like, "How do you say no to that?" Dude, how pig. do you say no to feeding a snickerdoodle to a pig at like two in the morning? That fucking oh. pig loves snickerdoodles and beer, dude. Dude, yeah, me and the pig hung out. Cookies. Yeah, we hung out the other day. Me and the pig just ate cookies and beer. It was funny as shit. She was like going bananas, man, snuggling up on me, and it was great. Mm-hmm. She's been extra friendly lately. 
meanest pig. Maybe <laughs> they know, slaughter they know season. they're all like emotionally vulnerable right now. <laughs> nah, it's slaughter season. They know. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who are listening, we haven't really introduced you super hard. We just kind of like shouted something real quick before we make the call. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and where you're from. Oh, good Lord. Okay. Uh, so I'm Bart. Uh, I live in Baltimore, been out here my whole life and I've been doing mopeds for about four years now, which feels really weird to say. I feel like I should be better at it by now. Um, <laughs> I've been doing mopeds for four years now. Uh, I've only ever made it out to like mid East coast rally. That's probably the only place you've ever seen me, but this is supposed to be my year to get out there. What's the uh, furthest rally you've been to so far? Jesus, New York. Like, how far is that? It's like not far at all. Um, Three hours for you, maybe four. Exactly. So I take Greyhounds to all of these goddamn rallies. Um, This is the first year I was going to like sucker my club members. And I'm like, we're going to do it. We're going to drive places. (laughs) Are you in a club now? I started. I don't one. know anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't follow her at all. This is brand new. <laughs> no. They didn't tell you. <laughs> no, I, I I don't follow you on social media or anything, so I have no idea what you're up to. And this is also how it goes here every week. I just like have Thomas and Ashley show up, and I surprise them with who we're talking to, <laughs> and I give them no background. Yeah, information. fuck yeah! Congratulations, man. I Keep have the no dream alive. You didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this has been like a recent thing. Um. It's currently like three official members and we've got three that are kind of like roasting right now. So, uh, I mean, I was pretty excited about it. It took me a while to like decide to make the jump. I just had to kind of meet the right people. Uh, But like, I think I finally got the group and I'm pretty stoked on it. Oh yeah. It's cool. Like seeing like, cause you were in Baltimore, like towards the end of Baltards kind of like coming to an end. Yeah, and that's how I got into it was like I met X Ballparts and it was just like blown up as this like giant grandiose thing, just like mopeds, like they're fucking amazing. Like wait till you meet the people. And it was just it was like I was just Huge blown out of the water. I had never heard yeah. anything like it. And it was at first because I went with shitty people and I got to the rally and nobody wanted to talk to the person I was with. So I was just like, Wow, everybody's really standoffish and then I started going alone and everything was fine. <laughs> I went to us that like I, you know, the person you came with, is, you know, awesome. I love, I like that person, but I don't know what everybody's problem was. I think it was just the whole situation in general at that rally was just kind of awkward between the both of you, which was kind of a turn off, so nobody wanted to get involved. So, nah, yeah, it's all been moved past. Yeah. Not for me. I'm living in the past, motherfucker. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, then remind me not to deal with you often. You don't. <laughs> no, God, that, not like the person I was back then. No, I know. You, you, I mean, you definitely... It gets better every year. Well, you've evolved. I mean, like, when I first met you, like, I didn't want anything to do with you. I didn't want to talk to you. But, like, as the years have gone on, you know, like, you've seen our relationship. I still, like, every time I see you, we progressively talk more. Because, yeah. you know, like, my first impression that back then was just not that great of the he whole situation. So I just, you know, it was like, you know, fuck it, I'm going to let them do their thing. And then, you know, the more I got to know you, the better it was. And then you hit Richmond yeah, for that small, I... uh, you hit the Richmond for the small growl and you stayed at my house and we fucking raged up, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 
I used to, um, I used to look back on that and it kind of got in the way of, um, like how I viewed the whole moped thing for a while. I was really, um, just like really caught up in like the fact that like I had been that person and this is what people saw. And then I remembered like I was a literal fucking child (laughs) and like the more I came out of my shell and like year after year people saw me and like got to see something different. Like I could see the way that they acted towards me changed. And it got me past that. And, uh, like, it took a while. It took a while for me to feel like Moped was going to be a home for me. Uh, and, and once I became a good person, it just kind of opened up. And for me, it's so, like, if I, get to a new situation, if I get a new situation, I'm like, how do I get myself involved in it? So, like, I'm making friends and doing things. So, sometimes I personally do things that I wouldn't normally do, like, you know, just trying to be more bolsters or more outrageous <laughs> to get, you know, more attention on me to get in the conversation. Oh man, we've definitely seen that. Yeah, I mean it happens, <laughs> and then you know, like sometimes it's, it's not what we're seeing. You know, but as, as the older I get, like I was watching cops the other day, and I'm just like, I would tell that guy to fuck off immediately. Like I would not sit there and listen to any any of this bullshit. You know, and so like now I've gotten older, I'm like I don't want to hear any bullshit. I'm sick of it. Just be who you are. I don't care. I don't care if you suck or not. Just be yourself. Thomas, stop yelling at the old guy. God damn it. It was like some old drunk is like, man, I want to be like you. And the cop's like, oh, really? Well, first you got to learn how to, man, I love hunting, man. I'm like, why are you talking to this fucking drunk asshole? Like, tell him to go fuck himself and walk away. Jesus. I did it to some kids the other day. So what was I your- definitely caught myself like becoming that like bumpy old person towards some kids earlier. I was like, I'm not in an area where there's a lot of free range kids, and if there are, you're suspicious of them. Like I've got a lot of shit to protect here now. Yeah, they, and they, so they, I was they out here like gangs. waiting for the call, and there was like a couple of kids that were like walking through my alley, and the alley is just a place that I dump all of my like bad gas and transmission fluids. It's like not a place I expect kids to be, and so I'm out here waiting. And I hear voices, and I was like, fucking coming for us. <laughs> and so I've like, got the door cracked, like, peeking out, making sure they're not noticing all the cool bikes over here. I'm like, they can't see. <laughs> like, this is mine. I gotta keep it a secret. Yeah, it's like, it's like this, that's like part of living in a city. You're always slightly paranoid of anyone who sees your horde. <gasps> You're like, mm, some exactly. guy just walked out my garage, and he doubled back to, like, say what's up to me. And it's suspect. Yep. The best trick is you get. I've got tabs on all of my neighbors, and anytime I think a car turned down the same street as me when I'm about to pull home, I just do another lap. Yeah. <laughs> what you do is you get two like two by four some shorties, you know, and like if you see somebody like out there, you just reach those things out the door and just like clap them together one time really loud, and they fuck off. They just, you know, <laughs> sounds like a gunshot. You know? That'll do it. That'll do it. Spook them. So what was Scare your em. what was your first moped? Um, my first moped was Thomas. this total piece of junk, Thomas Sprint. It's always been Thomas. It's been Thomas from the get-go. And that was what I learned on. And so it stayed easy for me. And uh, we pretty much built this thing from the ground up like it had just fallen apart everywhere. Uh, and I would not let that get in the way. And I rode it like absolutely everywhere I wanted to go. I rode it like completely across town. And I'd break down. And I'd have to get it hauled back home and rebuild it. And then just immediately ride it across town and have it break down again. Mm-hmm. And it was like the best thing that had ever happened to me. I had never had a vehicle before that. I was like taking buses. I was walking everywhere. I grew up in the county where it took like four hours to walk to where you wanted to go. So to just be able to like ride 60 miles in a day, it it just like lit everything up for me. And that bike was everything. Um, And I won that Estrel side bleed pipe in one of the Rebel Mopards like moped park rally and I put it on that bike and two days later it got stolen (laughs) and I don't think I've ever felt heartbreak 
like that in my life. Like that was just like, like a child dying. Um, and I knew I was hooked. I knew I was fucked from like that exact second. I was like, I'm never going to get out of this. Like it's just heartbreak time after time after time. And I keep coming back. It's like the toxic relationship. You can't leave. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody's talking me out of this one. (laughs) It definitely, for me, it's like a total addiction. And I definitely don't have any French show to talk me out of Lopez. This is fucked up, dude. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, know, I, keep, I, I just like, I There's started surrounding myself program. with yes men, and I'm screwed. <laughs> it's uh, like, this uh, quarantine's been bad. We just got time, <laughs> and I have like slightly more money than usual, and they're just like, hey, here's this bike, and I'm like, great, I'll buy it tomorrow. <laughs> and they let me. Yeah, because they don't know any better either. They don't know you have a problem. That's how it goes, dude. Like I definitely. Oh no! Like Tom's I got them either. involved in the problem. <laughs> they don't have a choice either. They're just like, I would like to buy this. You're the only one with money. You go buy this. <laughs> like, cool. I'll do it. You can look at it. <laughs> I'll rub it in your face. Oh, I do that all the time. My favorite thing is just like the art of the deal. You know, like I don't even want to buy it. I just want to go there and negotiate. That's all he wants to do. I don't do. care about the bike. I don't want it. It's just like, like this. I don't want to buy this bike. I just want to see if I can get it for this price. Yeah, I set a goal. Dummy. I want. I want this thousand dollar bike for four hundred and eighty five dollars is the max I'm willing to pay, right? And I'm gonna go and beat their fucking head in just for something to do and see if I can get it. And I don't really want the bike I don't anyway. I do that. I'm gonna get a reputation. Yeah, but I'm just I, like undercutting people. I don't want the fucking thing anyway. I just want to see if I can make the deal. <laughs> So if they say no, fuck off. I'm like, all right, see you later. Not today, I lost. Not today. You can't win them all. <laughs> but it's good practice though, because sometimes you do have to walk away, man. Like I've had That's to walk true. away from a few deals. Have you ever had to, like take a epic deal you knew you were gonna get? It's like the one, and you just had to walk away because of price. I don't think I've actually walked away from anything, I, which is really bad to say. <laughs> like if it was like I went there to actually buy it. Like, I think the last time was when I went to buy those two hobbits with Justin and we were splitting it. He was going to get one and I was going to get the other. And he backed out of his bike because he thought it was too shitty. And I ended up having to buy both of them. So instead of backing out, I ended up buying double the bike. That's not backing out. That's doubling down. <laughs> Jesus, do you don't do you understand how this works? You know, backing out is the, the act of not That's what buying I said. something. It's like I haven't been able to back out, but I've doubled down when I should have backed out. I got them both running, and they fucking they and I sold them. So prime example, the stupid fucking magnum you got. You should have backed out of that. Oh my god! Before it even started. Uh, yeah, I definitely should have backed out of this bike before I started. But it's there Jesus. now. I'm, I'm in it. H McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy. That's like from Mash or something. Mad, you're old as dirt. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's not the Mash music, is it? Dun, 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 dun. That's Rocky, bro. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> what is it? Dun, 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 I never watched Mash. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. It's not Mash. I That went on so long. (laughs) Stop! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, enough. Cut his mic out. (laughs) So welcome to (laughs) (laughs) If you guys would only see Thomas playing his fucking trumpet, like... (laughs) 
full body <laughs> thank you, thank action. you. He'll be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> Don Burst. This is Thomas' show now. <laughs> Y'all didn't know I could, just, I could play the mouth trumpet? What's up? Oh, now you're playing the mouth trumpet? Yeah, I can I play thought the you were mouth. playing the skin flute. No, 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 no. That's not funny. I don't appreciate your sexist dick jokes pointed at me. <laughs> yeah, this is actually a Christian radio focus group. So as you can tell, Jesus Christ. I don't know. Really I, I, don't know how, I don't know how often you listen to the podcast, but as you can tell, it always goes somewhere Drunk. different. Oh. <laughs> Especially when we're talking to someone that we know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Anybody need a beverage? No, no, I have a cooler with all the beers right here beside Dang, me. Cooler. Do you life. need a PBR? We could jump so, I know. We're just doing too much. <laughs> so back to mopeds in your life with them. Uh, after having that first bike and finding that sense of freedom and riding around and enjoying yourself, like what kind of made you stick around? Yeah, it's broken one. Um, it was definitely just like the feeling every time I had a running bike uh, at first. And then it was the feeling every time I did have a running bike. Like, I had never felt that low. I'd been pretty low in my life. I've been in some pretty shitty places. And, like, I like to think I kept getting better. But every time I didn't have a moped, it was like this piece of me was missing. Uh, it just fucking ached day in and day out. And every time there was, like, a sunny day and I couldn't ride, I was like, oh, I'm pissed. And every time there was a rainy day and I couldn't ride, I was like, less pissed, but still uh. pissed. Uh, <laughs> and so I just bought, like, every cheap piece of shit bike I was offered for a little bit. And I fixed them up where I could, which wasn't much at first. I've definitely, like, picked up way more projects than I could handle and had to sell them off. Uh, but every single bike that like came through this yard and this workshop, like I had the highest hopes for. I was really stoked on. So I, I feel like recently it's been like my longest streak of running bikes, and it's been pretty cool. It's been like my first time getting to teach other people how to work on them, which kind of solidified the fact that I actually know how to work on them. But I just thought that was a lie. I was like, I'm just <laughs> tricking myself. I don't actually know what to do. <laughs> and then I just showed somebody else, and I was like, okay, if I can put it into words, I've got this. And now we have like seven running bikes here, um, which is a personal record. And I'm like, I think we got this. I, it's like when I think about like who I am as a person, I'm like, yeah, like I'm here. I do things. I ride mopeds. I don't have a lot more of a description for it. Uh, it's just become like all encompassing and it's been really great. I have waited a long time to kind of like share that with other people. I get to go to rallies and it's just this like tease every single time I see all the people I love and we do all the fun shit. And then I go home and you just hit this low for a week. Like, mm. I just remember what it was like to live and now I have to go to work. Uh, and it just like, especially sucked. I didn't have anybody I was wrenching with, you know, like there was like a couple people locally that did bikes and it just, we never hit it off socially. It never really became a thing. Like I had people to go to for like parts every now and then or advice, but it just wasn't like community. Like I felt every time I went to that rally. Um, so I've just been waiting to build that. And I met two people recently and it was just instant. Like they saw these bikes and they were like, how do I get into this? Uh, and I got them started and we rode off that weekend and we bought them their first bikes and we've been working on them. Um, 
it's just been so great. Which, which <laughs> like, I couldn't ask for more. Yeah, well, you're like, I finally found like the right group of people. What's your recruiting strategy, basically, to find like what you see or your idea of the right people? Well, first, I need somebody that if I show them a really stupid bike and I'm like, this is going to need work and this is going to need time and dedication and you're going to sink a little more money into it than you really want to, but it's there and we could go get it tomorrow. They're like, cool, what time tomorrow? <laughs> I need them to be like that level of hooked currently. Um, and that's how it's been so far. Like I show them a bike, they're like, when can we go get it? And so we've had like a couple deals that have been like joinked out from under us. And at the last second, I was like, fine, we're going to hit Craigslist. We're going to find another bike today. And every single time we have this deal fall out from under us, I find another bike and we find a way to go get it that day. And it keeps working out and I just like see their eyes light up and I'm like, that's what I want. That's what I want. They put the work in. I show them how to do something and like they get excited about it. Like nobody's just kind of like, ugh, gotta go work on the moped today. <laughs> um, and I like, I've tried that. I've, I've had friends that see what I do and they're like, that looks fun. That looks cool. I want to do it. And I like talk to them a little bit about it. And they're like, actually, I don't know. Um, so recruiting, like going forward, I really just want to find that type of like hooked energy from the kick go. Like you can just tell if somebody's really going to stick it out or if they just think it's cool and don't understand the work that's going to be behind it. I kind of feel like, like the whole thing with uh, growing your scene and trying to find people who enjoy the wrenching part or working on the bike. I think like half the fun of having a quote unquote club or, you know, people that you ride with and hang out with. shitting on everybody on group me. Definitely the group. <laughs> definitely having your group chat thread where you can just, like, talk shit. Like, I've, we've invited new people to who get bikes. Pretty much all the new people who get bikes here, we'll invite them to our group chat. And one girl that I still do work on her bike, she's always just like, dude, you guys are hilarious in the group chat. Like, I'm so... She just lurks it. Oh, yeah, she just lurks it. She's like, I'm so scared to, like, chime in and say anything because I haven't met anyone in person yet. But I, but I look at it every day and you guys are so funny, just like beating each other up and like picking each other. But I feel like half the fun of having a club and people that you ride with is Those not necessarily yeah, the private <laughs> chats and like the hanging out. Even if someone's not like super mechanically inclined and doesn't want to learn how to like work on the bike themselves, like everyone who's new to mopeds becomes like a weird little sponge and they're always <laughs> picking up tidbits like here and there, no matter what happens, just hanging out. So that whole like just chilling in the garage or chilling out where someone's wrenching and being friends and learning these bikes together and riding is like the best part. I feel like I've missed out on that. And that's what I've been like seeking this whole time. Like I get it like bits and pieces at rallies or like every so often I'll get to hang out with like somebody that used to do mopeds and doesn't anymore. And that's the only time I saw that and I just craved it so much. And so that was like what immediately drew me to my two club members was like they came over and they saw the bikes and I started talking and like you could physically see their ears perk up. So one of them's a bicycle mechanic. So already kind of like has a feel for certain things. And I could like watch him making the connections between the moped and what he already knew. And then really like listening when it came to the parts that just had nothing to do with anything he's ever seen before. Picks it up super quickly, always coming up with like really creative solutions for like the giant roadblocks that we've come across and like that just uh, like my heart swells is what I've been looking for this whole time. And so like, that's all I can really ask for. Like, even if somebody's not quite that level of driven, just enough that they want to like sit around and listen, soak it up like a sponge, parrot it back 
Because that's where I started off. I didn't know anything, but I heard people saying things. And if I said it enough, I remembered it. And when it came to that problem, I was like, let me remember all the things I've ever heard anybody say about this problem happening before. And eventually you come up with a solution. It works. Exactly. (laughs) I did that in Florida. I was like, if this is happening, it's probably this. And then I didn't necessarily get believed. But in the end, it was semi that issue. For a really long time, and when the guesses ended up right, I was like, I guess they're not guesses anymore. Like, I think I'm actually doing this. That, yeah. Okay, so that, that's my definition of like learning mopeds. Like, mopeds to me, trial and error is so much trial and error. And so mm-hmm. much of just seeing the things happen. So the longer you're in it, the longer you're doing it, the more you're going to see the same things happen over and over again. And then out, out, out of nowhere, you know mopeds. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, <laughs> this happened. It's probably because of this, this, or this. Like, they got oh, sparked. They totally got gas. They got compression. Totally why I got these guys, like, started on Tomos because, like, I know these bikes inside and out. I've worked with them so much. It's been everything I've ridden. And so, like, I'll get them on a bike, and I'll be like, okay, your bike is feeling pretty good. Like, you let me know if you're feeling this or that, because we haven't checked this specific thing. They're like, cool, we got it. Um, So we did that. We bought this bike from this guy, Lonnie, in West Virginia, just, like, straight up fucking compound in the middle of the mountains, like, backwoods-ass guy. He's like, my neighbor died, and I pulled it out of her shed. You want it? So we bought this bike, we drove all the way to West Virginia and bought it for like 150 bucks. And we got it running in a, like a day pretty much. And then got it kitted out and everything's been like great. But I was like, Hey, we haven't really fucked with the clutch cause it felt good. So when you're out riding with me, let me know if you're feeling like a little bit of grinding in between gears or if it's like skipping a bit when you're getting off the line. So we've ridden like hundreds of miles at this point, just like I've taken them on these really crazy, like routes. bikes held up. Everything's good. We go on a ride one day, like five minutes away from home. And he's like, I think I'm feeling that grinding. We go home and we pop open the clutch and it's just burnt. (laughs) Like everything is black and it stinks and it's filled with cork. I pull out the clutch and there is absolutely no material on any of the shoes. The spring is popped out. The clips are just like bent out of place. It is the worst clutch I have ever seen in my life. And he's just been running it like this this entire time with no issues. So that's the Tomas thing that I've seen because I do so many repair jobs in Tomas. There's like, you know, but it comes around a bunch and it's definitely part of it. Like people just ride the living shit out of them. And especially if they don't know anything about mopeds, they will never put transmission fluid in them. They'll just run them and run them and run them until all of a sudden it's just making noises. It feels weird when you bring it back. And that's the thing is that like sometimes they'll do it when you've got just like a little bit of a worn out pad on one shoe. And sometimes it's like that where it's a complete kit catastrophe and i'm like i just brought you across the state and we didn't have a problem like when did that happen clearly months ago (laughs) (laughs) that's uh that's like that's why i hate thomas is just working on the clutches so we got him that good treats clutch and we spent all day bringing a triangle file to those splines and like getting it to fit on and everything and like it's good to go again god that was Uh, definitely the worst part about that stupid thing on the have you had that issue yet, Thomas? Have you, have you put a hammer on a, on a Tomos yet? What's a Tomos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole like... Is that the thing in the garbage can in my yard? <laughs> no, that's the thing Ashley set on, on fire. fire. <laughs> and I heard another an- anomaly, uh, that good treats clutch. That's pretty good. 
That's the thing. Like the first round that I bought and I put on my first couple bikes were like fucking amazing. And I got this round and it was so much work. So we got it on and then the claw collar spring popped out. And so we had to take it off and it wouldn't come off. Like I'm talking, I had a crowbar on this fucking thing and we could not get it off. We had to go. Free draw pull it, bro. Oh, and that's what we did. We went to uh, AutoZone and we bought a bearing puller and we put it on there and got it. <laughs> yeah, crowbar fuck your cases up. Oh no! From, from I didn't put any pressure on the case. You just stick your boot behind it. <laughs> uh, but I was just like, we'll put like a reasonable amount of pressure on this, and if it doesn't pop, we got to think of something else. And he was just like, I was at AutoZone the last time we had to buy tools, and I saw this thing, and I think it's gonna work. And he went and he bought it, and it fucking worked. Yeah. So that's an essential part of the toolkit now. Nothing's like that, dude. I love just picking up like tools too. Like the tools that like only work for certain bikes for certain things. But when you have it, it's just you're so happy that you have the right <laughs> tool for the job. I gotta get better at that because I still use like nylon cord as a piston stop and I'm like, I gotta buy one. <laughs> and every single time I make a tree sword, I'm like, buy a piston stop, buy a piston stop. And then I make my order and I'm so excited and I'm like, I forgot the fucking piston stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been four years of that. And it's not so, like they're expensive. It's yeah. just like one of those things exactly. that you're I like, just forget it. Exactly. Like, what do we need for the day? And I don't think about tools. Yeah, that's I'm just like, well, what I'm doing works. I remember, the, I remember the first couple of years in mopeds or not years. I don't think I waited that long, but like the first moped I had when like, I didn't under, no, I didn't, I had no clue what a clutch puller was or not a clutch puller, a flywheel puller. So I was like, I'd only pull the flywheel with the hammer technique. <laughs> yeah. You, you grip the flywheel in one hand and you pull as hard as you can while hitting it with oh a God. hammer. Oh my. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> know about this oh yeah you hit the side of the flywheel i tried it not knowing that was a thing it just didn't work and i hit up people and they're like there's a tool for that screwdriver behind it to put a little pressure i remember putting a three-jaw puller on a flywheel one time like oh no i had a two-jaw puller right so i'm like cranking on it i'm like this thing's not coming off so i started heating it up like really put the fucking pressure on it and then it goes pow right i'm like fuck yeah success no problem like working on the bike Put the bitch back on, and I bent Warped. the living shit out of it. I'm like, man, this thing's running bad. Like, let me adjust these things. Like, it's got a little scrape going on. I'm like, Ugh. So I still have that flywheel. It's, like, stuck to the my the re- garage refrigerator. Oh, hell yeah. People try to use it once in a while. Like, well, this is a good flywheel, right? It's got the right numbers. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't use that one. That one's fucked. That's a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> you need to just write on it. This is fucked. Yeah, dude. Gotta have that failure <laughs> wall, dude. That's great. I kept trying to use this uh, failure carburetor like over and over again for parts, and I keep forgetting it's a trash carburetor. So finally, I took a hammer and smashed bits of it off. It still so had you, some good parts in it. So you remember it's broken. Yeah, I'm like, this is real fucked now because it looks like it's fucked. Yeah. I would have been the worst. Like, I when I had that carb problem the other week with the Tomos, I accidentally had the body sitting on the bench with two other ones, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> eeny, eeny, right next to the bad part, and I come back out, and I'm like, uh, which well, part? we're going to install both of you. Eeny <laughs> <laughs> um, eyes, that's what I'm the worst with, because you can't like really look at it and know that it's bad, and I'm just like, well, it's there. And I have CDI eyes where they're like, bad, but not useless yet. And so I put them back, and I'm like, well, it's better than having a useless CDI. And I do it every time. I got to go through every single one, 
I just, before I figure out which one doesn't work. I just save all those old parts because, like, if you they get the old, like, crappy, cheap treats, CDI things, the light coils are good on them, so I just keep them for the light coils. There you go. Yeah, 12 volts, baby. Rip! <laughs> <laughs> so, quick question from the internet. Um, what's your favorite and least favorite thing about Tomos? Uh, so, I like Tomos because they're a really accessible first bike. Like I got into it. I had no mechanical knowledge whatsoever. Like I'd never even like worked on a bicycle and like, it just seems super straightforward. It was really easy to buy parts that were just like bolt on and go. I could buy a kit, a carb, a pipe, put it on that day, change the jet and the bike would fucking run. Um, so it's really good to like get people hooked and just like get them feeling good and like show them the basic in and out. Um, and they've been really solid for me. Like I ride bikes, 365 days a year like i ride in the sleet i ride in the wind it's just what i've had to do i don't really run many other vehicles and they've always been solid for me however i am so sick of eating first year clutches like breakfast cereal and like putting out the 130 bucks for a first year clutch into a bike that i might get 400 dollars for if i'm really lucky just hurts my soul i'll do it but it sucks that's mopeds, man. Like when you yeah. get to like ride into mopeds, <laughs> it's like, more than stock. Make sure they're briefed for. I'm like, you bought this for $500. We're going to put $400 of parts into it <laughs> just to get it where you want it to be. It's going to break. We're going to put more into it. And then you're going to get $500 for it. That's the one thing I never <laughs> want to see. Like the amount of money I've put in each bike. <laughs> like if you had a running tally, like a total, like of all the money you've put into a bike between like soft seizing I've already forgotten what I put in the bikes last seals. week that's why I gave up on historic trucks because I was like three grand on this thing that went to the scrapyard can't do it can't do it harsh I still have a soft <laughs> oh, yeah. spot for that trash <laughs> yeah, I do it anyway. I do it anyway, and every single time it like keeps me up at night. Dude, I just I, think I, about I, it, and I'm like, you remember that truck that you bought for three hundred dollars and then put three grand into? My poor Zuzu, <laughs> I've paid had to have it towed away. Yeah, my poor Zuzu, I've had forever, right? And I like, I like, all right, cool. I saved up enough money. I really don't want to do the clutch myself. Like, I know the motor is a little weird, but it, it's still running pretty good. Took it to the shop, thousand buck, got some like the suspension squared away, new clutch put in it. Bring it home and the motor knocks. I'm like, motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> so now I'm on the flip game again like, hard so I get a new engine. Oh, you've got to be the type of person that's just like really loyal to a vehicle. Like you have to have this good balance between like, I'm going to put a stupid amount of money into this thing because I love it. And then also like, this thing's a piece of garbage and I don't care if my heart is in it. I got to sell it. Yeah, it's a $1,500 truck. Like I've got really 10000 balance that almost doesn't exist. Yeah, fifteen hundred dollar truck. I probably got five or ten thousand bucks in it. No problem. Easy. Yeah. You know, but Ugh. it's still only worth fifteen hundred bucks. Like I'm. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> and that's mopeds. And that's not the first truck he's done yep. that with. That, I mean, that's how it goes on things you love and things you want to collect and things that you are emotionally attached to and you want to keep. You know. Well, like two years ago, I put ten thousand dollars into a car I can't drive. I still have it. Ugh. Ten grand in one year, I put in the car. You still can't drive. It. Yeah. I do mopeds because I can buy them for like two hundred dollars, <laughs> and that's why mopeds are fun. Like it's like we talk about all these price, all these all these prices, and like how this part's expensive, and how you put four hundred bucks into like a five hundred dollar bike. But compared to any other ho- motorized hobby, oh, exactly. 
mopeds are the most inexpensive. <laughs> so accessible when it comes to it. I'm like talking like car friends because I'm just like, I'm going to talk to anybody that's a mechanic right now. Like, I want to learn and I want to like connect with somebody. And they're like, yeah, I dropped three grand on this like fucking burner in my backyard right now. Doesn't even have wheels on it. I'm like, ah. Yeah, but for like Jason and I. You understand how packed if, my workshop would be right now if I had three grand. If it wasn't for the hobby though, we wouldn't have a lot of that three grand come ups or oh, like exactly. five hundred dollar come ups that pay for all this shit either. So like when you if you really like mm-hmm. even it out over the like the stellar deals, you know, like, all right man, I made fucking a solid five hundred bucks off this. I made two hundred bucks off this. Like you make money off some of the shit that we flip. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's how I pay for all my shit is like yeah. I, you know, I off flip game, you know? For sure. Like I personally a couple years ago I quit spending my personal money yep. In the hobby, I already had been in the mopeds seven, eight years, and I was I spent money on parts. I bought, I built multiple motorbikes with like retarded amounts of parts that I didn't know anything <laughs> oh. about. Like I spent a shit ton of money on mopeds. You were like, Skirch! yeah, I got to a point where I was like, damn, I've spent thousands of dollars on mopeds and then sold them and not seen the money, you know, like, and I was doing repair mm-hmm. for other people, or I was like flipping bikes here and there, and I was like, damn. Well, if I want to buy a three hundred dollar part for my bike, I need to make three hundred dollars off something else. Yeah, and so now I solely keep like hobby money in the hobby. Like if I spend money on a bike, that's a moped savings account. Like if I make four hundred bucks or something off of it, the return is better than a savings account. Yeah, usually. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. As far as percentages go, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I'll I'll take that money and I'll take the money that I spent on it back out and put that towards bills or something, and the money that I made on the project or on the sale or on the flip or repair job, that's my personal hobby money, and I can spend that on a part and not feel guilty about it. That's smart. Yeah, that's the only way. I don't have that level of self control. I'm just like, (laughs) do I not immediately need this for rent? I guess it's moped money. I can't, I can't eat this five dollars. Like, I've got enough like, like useless motorcycles hanging around. I'm like, I'll sell those. I don't need those. So mm. We can use more mopeds. Ugh. But I've definitely got like the club members. Like one of them worked in a bike shop, and so he's like, got this idea of like, we've got this thing that's worth like two hundred bucks. These people are pouring four hundred into getting it repaired and like getting all the cool parts for it and everything. You know, like I could really easily just do work on these bikes and like get a return. And I'm like. Okay. <laughs> like, we'll see. Uh, so, like, I set them up with the challenge. I was like, we're going to go in thirds on this, like, shitty bike with a busted bottom end, you know, like, bad bearings and everything. We're going to go pick it up. We'll take this as a lesson. We're going to tear apart that engine. We'll build it back up together. And then we'll sell the bike. And we'll split up the return. And then they were like, we want $250 for the bike. And I'm like, there's not going to be a return. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, that's not happening. We'll find another bike. <laughs> Where are you guys typically finding your deals up there? Uh, so I actually keep on Facebook Marketplace, which is tough because for some reason it doesn't like to pick up the keywords. Uh, and so I'm just so consistent with it that my algorithm throws them out for me. So I've been picking up like bikes that are worth 400 for like 50 bucks or bikes that are worth like five for like 150. This also feels good here and there. And then you just see that they're like, like 1978 like tomos a3 we're gonna list this for 1200 dollars it's been sitting in a shed i might need you i don't know where it came from would you like to pay for it yeah i might need you to scoop something up for me there's a my old grande is up there and it recently got parted out what the one that got wrecked but the subframe i think is still there so i'm trying to get the subframe from the guy but i don't really want to have it pay to have it shipped 
So I need to, you like, send me the a, info, I'll grab it. Yeah, I need to figure out a way to like get the subframe back. I need a piece of that bike. So I saw the whole bike online. I'm like, yo, it's got the wheels and everything. Like they're all like separated, but they're all kind of, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's like, no, I poured everything out. I'm like, motherfucker. Ugh. Yeah, that's fucking. Tough. You send that me the hurts. info. We'll go get it for you. And if anybody's up there, like uh, somebody hit me up. Uh, they're looking for uh, Lou. Hit me up. Somebody who moved oh, to the yeah. DC Look area is looking for a Grande. Yeah. So if anybody's like ends up finding a good lead, if you find a good lead on a Grande up there, like I don't know what she's willing to spend necessarily. You need to contact her and like get some more information. But she might be willing to spend some money because she was trying to get Lou to ship one from Texas. Yeah, I like Oof. to find something nice. You know, like the better it is, the less you got to. You know, it's less bullshit. You know, less Find cobbled together crap. What she's willing to spend and buy the bike back from Doug that he blew up. It's <laughs> <laughs> already back on the road. What are you talking about? Is it really? Yeah. You yeah. know, Doug. He put a new kit on it. He bought a bunch of fancy oh. parts. But he might be willing to sell it. He might not be as in love with it now. That he's got more bikes coming. It might be a good fit for her. You know. So yeah, yeah totally. That's a good idea. Except like, for I kind of want to buy it back. Thomas, <laughs> Thomas is the only one who's found grindies like in Richmond. <laughs> like everyone grindy I've ever seen. In Richmond, Thomas bought. <laughs> I, I have another one. It's in the garage, but it's piece. It's just pieces of it. I still like that green Vespa you got on the side of the shed. Oh yeah, that's the original. The that's the first one I ever on. bought. Yeah, that yeah. one's beautiful. That's the one Ashley rode and almost killed herself on. That one and the super, <laughs> and the super Bravo. Yeah, I didn't almost kill myself, but I did almost hit a car. She almost hit what? her first part car. <laughs> it ran out of gas, and I didn't know how to ride a moped, and it ran out of gas in a. Sold the sack and like accelerated real fast. So all that's of a sudden. why they call you Smash. Tom's oh. <laughs> <laughs> brother-in-law started that so long you, time ago. So you've only got. <laughs> so the bikes you're buying, Sparks. So the bikes you're buying are, are mainly like, are you only hunting on like uh, Tomos-oriented stuff, or do you like expand out past that? So like, you're not afraid to buy something a little more risky for your comfort level as far as what you want to repair. So, like, Thomas is my go-to because I've got, like, a shed full of parts for it. I've got all of these bikes that I can cannibalize. I've got the know-how on it. But, like, if I see a deal, I can't pass it up. So, I just bought this um, this Sebring, like, two days ago. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Beautiful that's, that's M1. And, I, no, it wasn't listed. It wasn't listed anywhere. So, it was a friend of a friend of my club members. And he oh, nice. sent it to me. Better. Yeah, exactly. He sent it to me, and he was like, "Oh, look at this thing!" And I was like, uh, "Ask if I'll take six hundred. I'll buy it tomorrow." Because I like the Baltimore he said Craigslist. Yes, and I bought it. I, I lurk all the Baltimore I'm... Craigslist, Legos, all that shit. I'm all I'm lurking up there. Oh, shit. I lurk the Pennsylvania region. Craigslist like, never brings me anything back. It's always just like here's fifty two pages of like the same exact <laughs> ad for somebody why? looking for scooter parts. I'll tell you why. Because now, in order to list something in the motorcycle for sale section. It, you have to pay. It's monetized now. Really? Yeah. Fuck that. So to list a car, to list a motorcycle, people you have to really junk. I just listed a car on Craigslist and got it through with no problems. Really? Yeah. We sold a sold a truck on Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Strange. I'm impressed. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of it's been mon- maybe I don't know maybe my account's different. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I, it depends on like the area and what it is you're listing and if you actually expect anybody to see it. Like, do you want this to show up in search results? Like, sure. Sometimes you gotta try those weird searches too. Misspelt words. Moped. Yeah, scooter. exactly. <laughs> scooter. I'll go through and I'll just go like every denomination of CCs that's and how, I'll look that's that up. Yeah. That's how I found that Thomas. <laughs> I looked up scooter. Yeah, do that. Do the do the years sometimes. Yeah. 1977, <laughs> 1978. I look up push. 
P-U-S-H. Yeah, they spelled that wrong. I have to look up Thomas a lot. Yeah, there's all the pictures of me out there. Awesome. Yeah, I bet you do look up my photos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this last one that I bought so for my fast. club member, we found it under it was like fully functioning pedal bike. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, pedal bike. <laughs> Every time I go see my mom, my mom's like, oh, man, I see this like three wheel thing riding around the neighborhood, man. Uh, wanna, like, what do you know about it? I'm like, <laughs> what does it look like you know does it have an engine i don't know i just see him riding and i'm like now i'm like hunting around for, like, like, sound like, a chainsaw? For like maybe if it sounds like a chainsaw i'll know what it's like i'm trying to find like a pedal bike and put an electric motor on the front just to like a piece because i know she's never gonna ride it <laughs> finding the dumbest shit on craigslist so, so what's the name of the club uh so it is the charm city revivals um so me and one of the other members are very much into like, you don't know, like your classic, like acoustic music and stuff like that. We both play and dabble in it and everything. And we're all like a fan of that style of music. And so I was like, we need something with like initials, mm-hmm. <laughs> we need something with good initials. And I was like, CCR, what can we do? Uh, and it just worked out. Um, you know, like we were just like shooting like really stupid shit back and forth. And I hit them with that. And they were like, that's it. We're going to go with it. Uh, so we ran from there. We've got like logos in the works and everything. I've got a girl that's going to embroider patches for us for the person who remembers. Everybody else is going to have to get like some crappy like stamp things. But (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we tried to buy some revivals. I was like, one of us has to have a namesake bike and all of them fell through. And so we just went and bought other shit instead. So we can't let this get us down. We got to buy something today. Yeah, our friend uh, Thomas goes. Brad asked, was asking that on uh, Instagram, like, "Where's the revivals?" I know. I was so sad. I was like, "We're gonna have one before we announce it." And we went to go get it, and they were just like, "We sold it half an hour ago." He was like, "The guy offered me cash. I couldn't resist." I'm like, "What do you think I was gonna pay you in, like, toenail flipping? <laughs> like, I had cash. Fuck you." Uh, but it ended up working out because for like two, three hundred dollars less, we went and picked up like a fully functioning TTLX. So, hell yeah, yeah, it works out. It's worked out every time. I'm trolling Craigslist now. Where the mopeds at? I'm here with that Baltimore dude. So, I'm like waiting uh, for that unemployment payment to hit. I'm like sitting there and I'm like, my account's looking low. That's not moped money. Let's just <laughs> wait until tomorrow. Then I can look again and make bad decisions. Dang, moped money. Yeah, have you seen uh, moped money on YouTube? The uh, the moped TV show race? Oh, Nothing God, I haven't. Oh, yeah, check it out. Mo- moped money. God, I'll have to look it up. Uh, Brute Squad, which is uh, another moped club, asked on Instagram, uh, how long did your members ride solo and avoid the club idea before deciding to say, fuck it? We're going to be a club. So I was the only one in that position. Uh, and it's been four years. And I was like, just waiting. I was like, maybe somebody in Baltimore will like me. Somebody <laughs> will take me in. And I was like, this isn't happening. <laughs> That's not happening. And I've always just kind of fantasized of having my own thing. And like I said, I like met people here and there. And they were all like, yeah, I'm totally into it. And just didn't mesh. And then I met these guys. And I popped both of their moped cherries. And that was very exciting. I'm like, this is it. You guys are fucking stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Got them. Moped yeah, children. And it was, 
turn friend. Yeah, so like <laughs> both of their like first rides were like riding with other people, and like they'd go off and ride on their own, and something would break, and they're like left there by themselves, and they're like, I don't know, <laughs> we'll just do this together. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's awesome. So we're I know it's kinda hard to decide like what the future lies for mopeding right now, but what are your plans for the club? Oof. Um my plans are just to get more people in Baltimore like feeling safe about mopeds because that's a really tough thing. It's just like we're getting this thing because we need to get to work every day and we're getting this thing because we need something reliable and we're getting this thing because we need it to not be stolen in two days and none of those are a given. <laughs> none of those are given so i want to be able to like build something up where i'm at in my workshop accumulate enough spare bikes and enough spare parts that like people are feeling good that if something blows they can call one of us we can come out we can get there with the part we can get them running again and like have them feeling good because that's just like that security has really crippled me when it comes to like my growth in mopeds and there was a long time where i was just like i feel like i'm doing this totally alone and it just sucks um, so like we're lucky enough that we've got people in the area that are doing stuff like it might not be club related or then you've got people like Maddie and Chelsea with the graveyard shifters where they're just like doing this amazing thing and they're all like really set in what they're doing but it's just too far for people relying on mopeds to be like accessible from Baltimore City um, so it all was just kind of like dangled right in front of us and I want to be able to set something up where everybody feels sturdy enough to like really get off the ground with it. Um, so we've got like a couple people, like I said, that we're kind of like brewing when it comes to new club members. I think they're going to do great. A couple of them have bought bikes that we were looking at ourselves and passed up and are just like seeing all these problems and we're becoming the solutions to them. Uh, and that's just all I'm looking to do. I'm looking to like see people that are trying to get into it that are feeling kind of down on their luck and like be that person that picks them up and gets them back into it. That's it. Like I really like, like I said, when I, when I first hit you up about being on the show, like I, I really like seeing another club in Baltimore because, you know, Chris and a couple other good friends we had up there, Angel were like holding down the city for a long time. And it's been like kind of weird to not see Baltimore with a club like, yeah, the Graveyard Sisters are doing the thing, but they're not from Baltimore. They're just, you know, a little further over. Yeah, they're up in the county. And it's, like, where I grew up and everything. And I remember just how, like, inaccessible everything was. Like, it's just everything's so far away. And it feels like it should be close. Like, it feels like it should be a Baltimore local club. But, like, when you live in Baltimore, you know the difference between Baltimore County and Baltimore City. And Baltimore County is just, like not going to be enough for people that are trying to make it work in this city like as much as we want that it just doesn't happen so like it might be like good to go up there and like pick up a part or pick up a bike every now and then but when something breaks down and you need a shop close it's just it hasn't been feasible and so i've seen a lot of people like give up they feel like there's something in baltimore they hear about it and it just doesn't work for them so I'm just really hoping we can create like some sort of hub of support that's a little more localized and a little more specialized for like just getting things quick. How far um, are Maddie and Chelsea from you, like mile wise? God, I don't even know how many miles it is. Um, I want to say it's usually like a 45 minute ride to an hour from where I'm at. Oh, um, yeah, that's a waste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it feels like it's close when you look at it on a map, but when yeah. you're really thinking about mopeds and not, like, somebody with a vehicle, I've just seen people that don't have other options just have to fall flat. 
And that's where I've been. Like, I haven't had that truck. I haven't had, like, I've been relying on favors to get things places. And it's just a little bit too far beyond that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. We're a little out of actually Richmond City. Jason's in the city, but we're um, about, I don't know, 12 miles from Richmond City Center. So it's not that bad. It's, you know, a 20, 30 minute ride into the city, which isn't terrible. But that's why um, we got three trucks. Like too much for people sometimes. Yeah. You, still, that's yeah, what I'm saying. No. you still see that, like that 12 miles is still like a, a journey on a moped. You're like, mm, do I really want to ride out to the ranch? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, we get that yeah. all the time. She borrowed, she borrowed somebody's car. She went all the way out to like almost Ohio to buy this bike that we had been looking at and just like passed up or like that's too far. The price isn't quite right. We'll pass. So she went and got it and it was like a big blessing to her and she brought it all the way back and it's shit. Like it's got this really cheap, just like awful leaky Chinese carb on it. Nothing's the way that it like said it was in the ad and everything's going bad. And she was like, I can roll it to you guys. <laughs> she be like, return being it. being in the city, I was like, that would have been like two and a half hours. Like <laughs> we're going to go get it and we'll get this taken care of. So just like having a like not even having a bike to ride somewhere oh it's just impossible people are like gonna get it on the bus like a bicycle and like you try that you have fun yeah i don't know if they'll <laughs> even like, do goes. that yeah and like the last no. guy i sold a bike to him and it was his only transportation and his girlfriend was yep. like yeah like i don't really ride bikes i like stick to my car except i don't have i don't have one and haven't had one for years i'm like well <laughs> all right what are you I'm why like are you talking selling in those circumstances like if people tell me it's gonna be their only transportation i'm like i'm gonna be totally honest with you you're gonna break down every single week and you're gonna need to learn how to fix this quick yep. and they're like okay i'll pass and Unless then i don't like get kept up at night then you'll break yeah. down every day <laughs> 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 yeah i've like only been able to like in good faith all the people that are just like this is going to be a project this will be a fun thing for me i want something to do on the weekend so i can get away from my wife and kids i'm like great this is perfect for you you'll have an excuse all the time <laughs> <laughs> i always try to make that a point like even when like, you sell a thing a bike to someone like i give them this laundry list of like links and websites and i tell them yep. out the gates like this is not a brand new 2020 scooter or exactly. a, a brand new car where you just start it and ride it and don't think about it. Like it I, needs a little love and you're going to have to learn a little bit of something all the time. I've been using the condom comparison. I'm like, would you trust a condom that was 20 years old? <laughs> <laughs> like, Is this going to be reliable? Fuck no. Like it might, I mean, it'll look like it's going to do its job, but probably not. You know, <laughs> they feel better. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Like I sell bikes to people, and they'll ask me questions for like a couple of weeks. I'm like, it feels good to be able to answer. But then, like, I buy a bike from somebody, and I'm like, they're going to hate me if I ask them anything about this bike. So, like, I've gotten lucky every now and then. I'll like buy it from somebody I'm friendly enough to be with, like. Hey, so was the slide normally sticking? Because I just ran this thing into a fence. And they're like, that wasn't normally happening. And I'm like, cool. Just figured I'd check. <laughs> I, I just like, I don't know. I'm like the weird, me, I'm sure I'm like Thomas. Thomas, the only questions I ask is because I'm trying to beat someone down on a price. 
Like, but in all honesty, like, I don't need any questions answered. I know what I'm doing. I'm here to buy this piece of shit bike. And do you fix happen it. to have any paperwork? Does it question not, mark? Yeah, it's not, like, not, I don't say not title running. anymore because yeah, like, that turns them running. off immediately to the conversation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh god, the guy that, that I bought this uh, Sebring from, he like hit me up the day before I was gonna buy. It. Like I was already sold on it and everything. And he hit me up and he was like, "Hey, I don't know if this changes anything. I don't know if they told you, um, but I haven't put the title in my name, and so the mileage on it is not correct." And I'm like, "I have never owned a title for any of my bikes. I don't give a fuck." <laughs> he was like, "Okay, I'll see you tomorrow." You guys, you guys are titling and tagging them, all right? Sometimes. Probably well, got, got the sticker, dude. Yeah, the sticker Sometimes. Thing. Yeah. The problem is, is that we do really stupid shit on these bikes. And I have always done really stupid shit on these bikes. And so when we have something where the cop can see you do the stupid thing and then get back to you later, because they're not going to chase you and they're not going to stop you. I don't like that. <laughs> so we ride dirty sometimes. I'm going to get them legit. I don't bother. Uh, but the NBA up here is like really lax on stuff and you can kind of just like file for a title at any time and usually they'll give it to you. Uh, if it doesn't already have a 14 number, then you just like change up the zeros and they don't give a fuck. They don't know. So they'll give you a sticker. I changed all the ones stickers to from bikes that weren't the bike <laughs> I was riding. I'm like, this is a right. questionable title. I'm going to change the one to a T, change this one <laughs> to a T. Yeah. Boom. Got a title. Good to go. Are oh, you yeah. supposed to insure them? In Maryland, too? Uh, no. So if you've got, like, the ORV sticker, they don't make you insure them. Okay. You, like, should. I think it was... You probably should. It's the only way that you're going to get your bike back if it gets impounded. So if it gets stolen and left on the side of the road and they take it, it's how you get it back, but... No, they're too old to put um, comprehensive on them. Yeah. Unless you have like a newer Tomos, like it's any- just a way for you to kind of like prove that you own it, um, because they don't give a shit. Because like fifteen people could have a title sometimes. Like I said, you just change up the order to zero. When they first t- started that sticker program, you had to have them insured. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I think I think when- New York's the same way. You got to insure your moped in New York, which you know, like bananas. Like, oh well, like- New York is super strict on all of that, and they're always coming after your bikes. Out here, like, if you don't get caught doing something, like, blatantly awful. Dude, they made this huge I've been riding for four years, and the only time I've ever had a cop come after me, like, I just kept riding. Yeah, and like, they gave up. I didn't hear the lights, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, they did make this huge stink about, like, abandoned bicycles and mopeds, and, like, you know, you can't leave your bike or moped locked up to any kind of, like, public street sign for more than 24 hours. It's gonna be, like, tagged, and then ticketed, and then removed, and... We'll see shit sitting out there for months. Yeah. Same sign. Yeah, I was about to say, I've never had them remove it. Uh, if it's removed, like, you can guarantee it's been stolen. Um, it's usually not the cops that do it, and that's why I don't want a sticker, so they can't, like, mail me a ticket if I park it somewhere. I've seen the tag in remove before, like, but it rarely happens. And, like, yeah. it was, they tried to do it a lot more when they first implemented the law, yeah. but now years later kind of like when they first made us start tagging mopeds everybody was getting pulled over and now i got a fucking speeding ticket yeah now years later dude <laughs> i'm ripping around my moped with no tag for like at least the last year nah, now the every time only i get- place that i have ever been pulled over was like right around the corner from you guys uh i came down there and i was like breaking in a clutch on one of my bikes and so i was riding off by myself in like the middle of a rally 
And so I just got this new patch on my back. This is a cab. We don't stop for cop. And <laughs> the coach was acting a little funny. And I pulled into this church parking lot so I could kind of like give it a once over and see it was up. And I turn around and I've been followed into the parking lot by like five police officers and they've blocked the entire exit. Mm-hmm. They're like, ma'am, where's your license plate? <laughs> I'm like, license plate? I'm from Maryland. And they're like, ma'am, we need license plates here. And I'm like, I didn't know that. And they're like, where did you come from? And I'm like, a mile down the road. They're like, you need to go back there. I'm like, I will do that. Dude, that <laughs> and I was just like trying to keep my back to them the whole time so they didn't see it and get pissed at me and like take things police. out. And I was like, ugh. Well, that Grande I bought in Maryland. And when I bought it, it came with a ORV tag on the back and everything. So I like, well, it didn't come on the back. It, he like gave it to me. He's like, yo, I registered it. Like, it's fine. So yeah, I, I made like my own license plate bracket for it, stuck the sticker on and i wrote it for for a while but like when all that license plate shit went down i was still riding around on that and i got pulled over a couple times with it and they were like you need to have a license plate i'm like i'm not this isn't my bike the guy who owns it i'm just borrowing this moped and they give me the direction i'm like the guy told me it'll be totally fine i'm just i'm really sorry my car broke down and i needed something to get to work it doesn't work for me yeah the one cop was like no i'm gonna research this i'm gonna research this you need to have insurance if you're from maryland where's your insurance card i'm like it's not my bike man i don't know anything about it do your research do your research i'm test riding it google it google it bro i'm still just thinking about buying it I was clearly not test riding it. 11 o'clock at night. A <laughs> couple beers in. Test ride these nuts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Have you uh, been out to like uh, buy a moped and test rode it and it went better than expected and then you beat them up on the price anyway? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. I've really lucky and like pretty much all of the bikes that I've bought have been like really fair on price aside from like the TTLX that I just bought for one of my club members, like I would have liked to have offered 400. Um, but every time I tried to talk to the guy, he just kind of steamrolled me. And like, he kept just trying to get like closer and closer and closer to me. And it was like four of them and none of them were wearing masks. And I was just like, take the money. I'm going to go test ride this. And then we're going to leave. Uh, Back in the day, yeah, like not that long ago, if four guys were wearing masks, trying to sell you a moped, you'd be like, fuck this shit. I'm going to get out of the car. But now but I was like, this is a really good way to pressure me because normally I'll be like, like they want the full price in hand to test ride the bike, and I'm like, that's fair. But I feel weird asking for another hundred back when I'm trying to load this into the truck all the way on the other side of the parking lot right now. <laughs> so I was just like, you take that money and we're gonna go. And it still wasn't like a super unfair price, like, but I feel like I've gotten really lucky in that I've found a lot of bikes for just like insanely reasonable prices. I'd feel bad like super undercutting them uh but for the most part like i'll make an offer and they're just like deal <laughs> i've gotten really lucky oh yeah well i don't know man don't look at me man i got <laughs> nothing over here i'm fucking even steven we got one live question that we got from the internet from our second chance sure. pads, yeah you only got one question bro so do you kind of we kind of already answered it the question was uh what are you doing to keep rap alive and you're growing a new scene in baltimore like we can we can God, if you had told me four years ago that like 
I was going to be doing that, I would have fucking laughed. I would have been like, these things? I was like, I'm going to give up in a week because I'm going to cry too many times and be embarrassed. I mean, so like, why is why is Marilyn trying to become rich moving with so many clubs? That's, you know, like... Well, this is I the mean, only one, dude. Baltimore City? Baltimore like, City. Baltimore City is very different from Baltimore County and people just like... And that's the thing is like people will try to fly in other states and be like, I'm from Baltimore and they won't mention county and that's a really, really essential part. Like I'm from Baltimore County and I live in Baltimore City and those are two very Imitation very is always the greatest things. form of flattery and like Richmond appreciates it, but Marilyn, <laughs> you gotta slow your roll. Just get yeah, uh, <laughs> like my mother in law said, you need to get in your lane. I, like, I don't think this whole place is going to be like blowing up into something like crazy. It's not going to be a hub. It's going to be, yeah, like, we weren't even thinking about it. And it's going to be so hard to throw rallies in the city. Like, I'm, I'm going like to like that. Like, right we're going to get harassed by cops, nowhere to put the bikes that they're not going to get stolen. And like, how do we find enough properties and like a reasonable amount of like space for people to stay on? Why would it not blow like, up? We're going to be all across town. Why would it not blow up? I mean, you, what's the negative attitude towards that? Of course it's going to blow up. You're going to fucking make it blow up or can, you're going to fail. I can set you up right now. Oh, no, no, we're already plotting like ways to get around it, but I'm just worried. I'm afraid of all the things that could go wrong. I'm still prepared for them, but I'm just like, I want to make sure that we've got it on lockdown and I've got a responsible enough crew that when we do it, I've got people that are going to back me on the bad yeah. shit. Do like we happen. do at the ride and chatter. If the fucking cops ain't there, let her rip. Fuck responsibilities, yeah. dude. Do that <laughs> shit like they do it in Philly. This is Baltimore. I see you call the rally of the wire. We all go stay in a fucking trap house and you just fucking no holes bars rally. Do whatever you want. If you get locked up, that's your fault. That's fair, Richmond. I wish I could have that level of hands off, but the mom and me is just like, I gotta make sure everybody's fine or it's my fault. Baltimore's got that no chase law implemented, right? Yeah, you guys still fuck with the 12 o'clock boys? Now they got cops on DRZs and they'll send them. Yeah, what about the what about the uh, the twelve o'clock boys? They still ripping? Oh yeah, fuck yeah! I'm like really excited for that part of summer when they start coming out. But like, there's nothing sadder than being stuck in traffic. The twelve o'clock boys roll up on you, and they're all like looking at you and putting their bikes up, and you're like, I could hit maybe a two, <laughs> <laughs> and they take off. And you try to keep up, and you get like a quarter mile, and you're like, I can't even see him. I love the uh, like. I've had bikes that have like kept up reasonably in Baltimore City traffic, and they're super impressed. And like until recently, my bikes were not those bikes. <laughs> so it's been sad. I'm excited to have like kitted out bikes that'll keep up with them. But I never let them ride anywhere near my house. I'm like, oh, I, like we're buddies yeah. on the streets, but like you can't know where I live. Sorry, we Spe- have to reprimand <laughs> the dog. Speaking of Charm City <laughs> and. 12 o'clock boys uh you would say like, i'm kind of bummed because i was really pumped i was telling everyone in richmond about this, the new movie coming out and i was like had them all like geared up to go ride out to see the movie on mopeds but then corona shut down the fucking world and they yeah, right? rescheduled the movie to a later date i wish they would just release that <gasps> I was shit to so home excited on but it. charm city kings the theatrical rendition of 12 o'clock boy movie i'm fucking pumped for dude like I, I can't wait. Like, we're definitely oh, going out as a club sick. to watch it and everything. And, like, I've got, like, the two people in my crew, they're filmmakers, like, they're always plotting for stuff, and they're, like, super excited to get out to rallies and, like, film things. Like, one of them is going to make this whole documentary, getting his first bike, kidding it out, 
filming his first rally, like we were going to bring him a ride and chatter and they were going to film the whole thing. And then everything got shut down and like their little faces fell. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this. We need a rally. We're just going to for like something we bigger. We're going to get together and host like the but, black, black rebel fucking river hang sesh. Like not a rally rally. Just like do something for the year, you know? Yeah. No one's invited though. <laughs> Keep your corona <laughs> in your city. Man, I mean, in August, August and September, still not, you know, like, there's still time. August. Exactly. It's like, like, it's, it's a couple rallies. I usually look forward to the summer ones the most. But, it's, like, it, as long as I can get one or two things in in a year. It might still be shit that time of year, like, later, in, but we don't know, you know? Like, it might be. Yeah. We'll see. People keep telling me that, like, it's going to turn, it's going to turn. Like, I've had someone this week. Tell me multiple times that he thinks that Trump's like, opening up everything, dude. We're good. The Kentucky rally in October <laughs> might be the first one. Yeah. And I'm like, October's pretty far away. Like KFC's rally in, in Louisville, August 2nd through the 4th could be. There's a chance it might not. A good rally. But every time they say it to me, I'm just like, mm, who knows? Because yeah. it still could not. Yeah, like, I know, and that breaks my heart because I was like really looking forward to bringing them up to Legion because every time I go, it's like this dumpster fire of amazing shit. Just like, what's going to go wrong this time? Are you guys prepared? And so, just to like miss out on that, I've had them all pumped for it. My goal this like, year was guys, to, get the rally we have to go shut to a rally down. where like everything goes right. My goal this year was to put a butt plug in that way I can eat wherever I wanted and have a safe ride home. <laughs> Dude, what happened? I went to Legion. I called the cops on the rally. I got the whole thing shut down. Yeah. <laughs> These guys did it. <laughs> I'm set up for, I blew up a toilet in their fucking rally, dude. <laughs> Man, we can bring some chain right, and fuck some shit up. <laughs> I love y'all so much, but I've been drinking it this whole time and I have to pee so badly. It's cool because we're going to wrap this go. shit up anyway, dude. <laughs> and God. I don't have a cell phone, so I can't pee and talk. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool thank you for hanging out with us it was a good time um i'm glad people are getting to know your club this way since there's no rallies happening right now but hopefully yeah right Trump City, uh, i was like we're gonna get y'all faces and names out there and nobody will know who the fuck you are it'll be great you'll have like this reputation already made hell yeah <laughs> it was great talking with you man it's been been a while and we hope to see everybody, you know, everybody soon but we hope to see you soon as well it was really good. I'm so glad I got to talk to you guys, hear your voices. It's like tided me over a little bit. Mm. I'm just so sad. About this we'll keep it my butts alive. Let's do it. This yeah, has meant the world. I really appreciate it. And I hope I'll get to talk to you guys another time anyway. Yeah, but for real, keep up the good work. I mean, it doesn't, you know, like nothing starts easy. Nothing's easy. And you're always going to run across like that person that you wouldn't normally think that would be a good fit, you know, for your shit. I mean, I've done it, you know, like I've, I've taken some risk and lost, right? For our Mofe Club, you know, pretty bad sometimes. But then I've taken some risk and it's worked out like incredibly well. So yeah, don't be afraid I think to take some risk and, and look outside the box when you're looking at you know people I'm who are potentially be it. You know, I think we're definitely just going to be like kind of really wide reaching with where we like cast our net and then like really specific on where we draw it in. Like give everybody a shot, see what works out. I mean, you know, do it. It's not. It's just you. Just got to do it. You know, that's oh, the yeah. biggest thing. Where's you know, it can like, happen? We've got a friend. Like, can't beat that. We got a friend, and you. Yeah, it's awesome talking with you. Have a great fucking week. Enjoy your Sunday. All right, man. Y'all take care. Thanks for having me on here. All right, yeah. bye. Bye. Boom. So that was cool. And we lost Ashley. She vanished. She's you know. probably on a private conversation with the vet for the foster dog. Could be a thing. Yeah, got that big. We're pet. fostering the dumbest dog ever. 
mean your new child. Oh, dumb dog. Dude, um, that's it, man. 48, 49, 79, 78, something. Something. Shit ton of episodes down. If you're still listening, leave us a voicemail. Actually, fuck them. Don't leave us a voicemail. You're not calling anyway. Fuck you. Yeah, you're not calling anyway. So don't fucking call us. (laughs) Hop on iTunes, give us a review. Uh, That'd be cool. Or not. Whatever. Up, you know. If you, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe <laughs> button. Check out Jason's new video. It's gonna suck. Smash that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button. Uh, Thomas, any new raffles coming up soon? I don't even think about it, man. I just get bored and do it. Yeah, you know. Do you have any news? I have not even paid out the last raffle yet. I keep forgetting about it. So do you have any room. nudes? Nudes? Yeah. No. When Thomas have nudes? No, I, I don't know that I've ever. I guess I've done some news. I did it for when we tried to get in to MA. I sent them to you. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I wonder if you still have those. I don't know. We have the one from the uh, the trash yeah, lot I saw rally that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I, I'm gonna try to find a picture of it and post it on Instagram. Actually, I can't because then we'll get kicked off Instagram. No, I can blur it out or something. But we, yeah, we had a a moped rally at our last communal shop. And it was Smog Squad, Hell Stadiums, Rebel Rousers, Black Black, like all together throwing like a Richmond rally at like our out of our fucking garage that we had. D's together. Nuts Rally. Yeah, D's Nuts Rally. Uh, it was and when the ceiling fans were super hot, so we had a ceiling fan logo on the front. What was the ceiling fan for? Uh, ceiling fans were hot in mopeds for a minute because we took over a ceiling fan <laughs> chat group I'm on still Facebook. In there. Right, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, F- fucking chat group tape- takeover. I'll never forget my favorite post when that dude like <laughs> fell off the stadium. It's like we lost a good fan today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Thomas had this picture with his long fucking hippie hair. That he was like gonna cut off and donate, and he had his like, and we had the rally sign with the dates and all the information on it. But Thomas's nutsack was hanging out the middle of the mm. sign. Because <laughs> D's nuts rally, it was and like then, the most delicious bubble gum you've seen ever. <laughs> almost got tasered in the nutsack. You got a little scared, <laughs> dude. I'm not into that, man. No, thank you. Uh, I'm not Dana. Yeah, Dana's into it, not me. For those who don't know, Dana from Treeland took tasers to the nuts. <laughs> we would get fucked up, my buddy Matt. Uh, uh, one of the OG Rebel Rebels, and like back in the day, and I remember getting fucked up at his house when we were kids, and it just got a taser from somewhere like randomly. And you know, it's like, oh man, don't don't fry my balls, man. Just in like, they'd like tase him, you know. But uh, it, I don't even know if it was tasing him in the nuts or not. But he kept saying he was fucked up, you know. Like it's just scary. Don't man. fry my balls, man. It don't can, fry my balls. You can miss every time and still fucking scare the shit out of somebody. Um, for those who are still ordering parts from Treatland and Dose and stuff, like you know, thank you for supporting the community. Uh, if you send a message with your post to Treatland, ask Dana about his nutsack and getting tasered, because <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be fucking hilarious. And if he asks where you got it from, send him a message, man. Every tell fu- him it was us. Every time you fucking uh, like, you know, they read it, dude. They totally fucking read it. Sometimes they'll write a little love note or like make a response to your shit, you know. So like, send him a message with your order, and don't forget the order because the times are weird for everybody, and they need. You know, something yeah. to do occasionally, and you need something to do in the garage, and they're hosting hosting sales with 15% off at Dose and mm-hmm. Treats, I know, for sure. Yeah, and if you want to see the video of Danny getting his nutsack taser, I, uh, I think I can find I that I think 77 <laughs> is hosting a 15% slower shipping rate right now. Sorry, Dan, I know you're not listening anyway. No, that's fucked up. <laughs> no, we're going to... 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, Love you. Bye bye. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. It's out of here. It's been a long episode, like again. But what else are you gonna fucking do? Fucking. I do need to make it make some water soon. So we should definitely do the shipping war soon. Something. Uh that'd be fun. I know. It's been a while. Um, the computer. It out. might be even worse right now because everyone's slow. Ish. Ish. Okay, we're out. Uh, hit us up. Mopin Monday podcast at gmail.com. Car. Ride a mope. 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 Wow.